in the air Toast to a high power Cause what you tuning in to right now Sit down Happy Hour with Lido presents The Triangle Offense Podcast With Amani Music And Harrell And Lito Welcome to the Triangle Offense Podcast. I'm Lido. Yo, it's your boy Imani. And I'm Anthony Harrell. What's up, y'all? What's going on, man? My bad. I'm trying to peel a stick off this Coca-Cola bottle because I don't want to put it in the camera and get these, you know, unless you're cutting a check, you can't get no labels on here. Facts. Hey, hey, speaking of that, when we gonna or when you gonna start implementing some product placement, Lido? Some of your shirts, man, your brand. Something like oh, they're that. Oh, they coming. They're coming. Yeah. And, you know, we got some stuff coming. I'm actually going to do a shirt for us too, uh, <laughs> so we can uh, start rocking. Our, you know what I mean? Some shit. I send y'all shirts and um, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, was the good. humble? What was it called? Humble. Humble nature. Humble Brain. nature. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you do when you do it, make me a little a little darker tone on the shit because I'll be looking bright. <laughs> <laughs> make me make me look a little more dark skin though. yeah i'm gonna do so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do like the the shirt with just you on it and then i'll send i'll send one with just the cover but i'll do a shirt with like just y'all niggas faces on i'm it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking shit uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can I, make you darker nigga. it's nah, not nah. a problem i read my lightness bright up <laughs> i can make a nigga darker for the show i did a couple and probably don't got none of them shirts that i did when um when we first start rocking, but I did this one shirt. Um, it was like hands up, don't shoot, and have like still, it. In it. still yeah. be rocking it. I just yeah. rocked it the other day. I rocked it to the airport a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, you gotta be careful enough. No, I know. Leave, leave I, me alone. I, I went, yeah, I know. <laughs> For real. So what's yeah. the 
What's the weirdest shit that ever happened to y'all at the airport? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Man, I, I won't be I can't say weird, but I say disrespectful. I was flying out of uh flying out of Philly. It was probably like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it was a long line, you know what I'm saying? TSA, I don't know if y'all ever been to Philly, but TSA they mean as shit. And um so they asked me and my wife for our um our license or whatever, we give it to her. She throws the shit <laughs> after she looks at it. We had to get out of line and go get like, you know what I'm saying, our ID. I'm like, I'm looking at her like, yo, like you woke, it's six in the morning. You could have called off if you felt like that today. <laughs> For real. That, I mean, just disrespectful, bro. But y'all didn't y'all let it go? Yeah, because we had to get on this flight, bro. It was, you know what I'm saying? Very smart to do, which takes me to my story. My dumbass brother. If this did, man, this actually happened, man. I'm going to try to speed the story up. It happened, like, right after 9-11. So 9-11 happened in 2001. This probably happened in 2002 or 2003. And it happened in New York. So you already know they was, you know, on pins and needles. We we were out there um, with Brian McKnight and Silas White. Silas used to mess with Justin Timberlake. He used to do something behind the scenes with Justin, some managerial work. But Silas, uh, manager, uh, he was Brian McKnight's manager at the time. They was we was out in New York, meeting with uh with uh, Clive Davis to try to get. I think Brian was trying to get a label deal for like five or six artists that he had. Us being one of them. He turned uh-huh. out he, he they didn't give him the deal or whatever, but we had a real nice time out in New York and uh flew back. Five, of course, we I get faded right before we get on the plane. All of us get faded, everybody except Jake, I think, because he was underage. Maybe Cheyenne too, but me, Jared, and Grady got faded and uh uh got on the plane, which was a southwest flight, meaning you sit down wherever you're supposed to sit, right? It's no assigned seating. But uh uh so um we got there late or whatever uh, uh, because we was at, at the bar. Long story short, man, my tall-ass dumb brother, Grady, uh, sat in where he wasn't supposed to be sitting or something like that. And then the flight attendant came uh, as the flight was about to go off, take off, uh, and she was trying to make him move. Instead of just saying, okay, which which you just said, like, you and your wife, you could have threw, you know, you could have tripped about her throwing the IDs, but you... The bigger picture was getting home. This dumbass nigga gonna get in a back and forth with the flight attendant. Just instead of just moving to another seat, uh, in which she turned out to be wrong, so all of us could just get home. He start arguing with her back and forth. Yeah, ma'am. Uh, you know, uh, cause he was also had some drinking, and you know, I didn't. You know, Martin Luther King didn't go through this. So I, you know, I'm a, I'm a red blooded, I'm a red blooded American, just like you. Uh, I shouldn't have to, you know, look at my, my my legs are long, and he starts getting, and then she's like, "Sir, you know," and goes back right and bites a sandwich while they're in the middle of the argument. The the flight attendant goes in the back. I guess she was hungry and starts eating a sandwich instead of letting that go. This dumb motherfucker piles that on top of what they was already arguing about. He's like, "Oh, we're right in the middle of of this, and you're you're gonna go back and bite a sandwich, ma'am." She was like, oh, oh, and you went and got the pilot, nigga, and was like, get these, I want them off, I, I don't feel safe. Nigga, they got, they sent the guards, they, everybody to take us, our, our black asses off the plane. 
We didn't get home until the next day, man. They was asking for our social security numbers. As they was walking us off the plane, the whole plane was like, yeah, get them off. Get them. All because <laughs> my brother just didn't want to sit his ass down in a in a you know in another seat so we can get home. That shit hey. actually happened, man. We wanted to kill that motherfucker. That's funny. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's just one. <laughs> That's crazy. I yeah. had crazy shit like that. I don't think I don't think I ever had nothing crazy. I think at the most at the most, you know, probably just, you know, the, the normal baby kicking your seat shit and having to complain about that. Outside of that, I ain't never really had no bad experiences on the plane. Outside outside of like air pocket shit, like hitting the air pocket and getting bad turbulence. Like I hate that. Yo. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> Man, I was trying to sleep one time. I was telling my girl recently, we went to Vegas and um I, I got used to flying at a certain point because I was flying all the fucking time. So at a certain point, I just it just became a thing. You get on a flight, whatever, cool. And then after COVID, I stopped flying as much as I, I used to. Um, and then I felt myself like driving a lot. Like I would get more comfortable doing like 13 hour drives, like, mm. like driving just because I was like, you know, cool. And then I found like I found myself now recently, every time I get on the plane, I get like nervous, like Take off nervous for me. Any little turbulence in the air is just like it ruins my experience. So now I'm to the point where I really don't be liking to fly no more. Yeah. Mm. I feel you. Oh. <laughs> I understand, bro. Cause that air pocket stuff, bro. Like I remember we was on a plane and um matter of fact, I think it was the same that same flight. I'm trying to sleep. So Everything was cool at first. Like takeoff was all right. Like takeoff was always crazy to me, but like I'm I'm cool, whatever. And then um so we up there, then like they got the lights off, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody trying to sleep. We hit that one air pocket that was like Phew. I said, Oh I woke up, I'm looking around, but nobody else is like <laughs> it's like this is it's normal. Usually. And I'm like you on a plane full of Vikings, cause that's. <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, yo, uh -uh. my wife like, it's okay, babe. I'm like, so I'm like, all right. I close my eyes again. We hit another one. <sighs> I was like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> I, you know what I I hate when people try to calm me down. Yo, it's okay. No, if you ain't flying the plane, don't tell. Me. <laughs> All over what the fuck about to happen? It might not be okay. Just let me be nervous for a minute. That makes <laughs> you try to calm me down. Don't worry. <laughs> like, like I want to play, and I'm she can see I'm nervous. He's I'm nervous. I'm the, holding, uh, like this, <laughs> holding this shit, and she want to make jokes. Nigga, leave me alone. <laughs> Making this shit worse, man. It'd be pretty exciting dying on a plane. Oh fuck. no, it wouldn't. No, no way. No way, bro. So for me, when it happened, bro, I was like, yo, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, because you know it don't happen all the time. It's just like, yo, like, are y'all, are you really up here trying to find like the the best airspace to fly in? Because I don't want to share my, my death experience with a bunch of motherfuckers. My, I want my shit to be dolo. Give me, <laughs> give me yeah. the. 
fucking share no uh death day with a bunch of niggas. Bunch of niggas yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah good that's point. not that's not fun. I wasn't fun at all, bro. Yeah, yeah. But when in the fucking sea with a bunch of ugly niggas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. So I, we do a lot of driving too, like, and we just find that driving is a lot safer for real. It's really not, not just because of like of the plane shit, but just because like lately it's been a lot of stupid people that just be flying. Yeah, but it's not causing. not not statistically. Statistically, driving is nowhere near safer. Nowhere at- near. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can dig it. Same. I understand. I overstand. <laughs> I still like to drive. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like to drive too. Now, if we go on like across country, like no way, I'm fine. But like when we go to we go out of town, like we go to Delaware, it's like seven hours. You know what I'm saying that ain't bad. Yeah. Chicago's five hours from here. Oh yeah. Tennessee's five hours from here. Like it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. <clears throat> and then them crazy layovers now too, bro. No. Layovers be nuts right now. Crazy layovers, man. Me yeah. uh, before you came in here, me and Ann was talking about um, Bud Crawford. Did you see like he did that interview? Maybe it was an old interview. I don't know, but somebody's mom talked to him, and the, and the shit did she say to him? That's that's crazy. I'm trying to figure out, um, cause him and his mom, <clears throat> like she be at the fight. I'm trying to figure out was that motivation? Was that like I don't know? Cause when I heard it, I was like, damn, she she went. Was she pushing him, or was that just? Her mind state or like what where was that coming from? That's crazy. But I mean, it go to show people take, you know, some people took that and it would have been a deterrent and he took it and it was a motivation. So right. um, um salute to him. I I I, I don't want to say salute to her yet, because I don't know whether she was doing it with <laughs> but <laughs> Well no, they were asking her questions. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, like were you just were you yeah. trying to motivate like you was she was just like it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I told that nigga you ain't going to shit. I was like, oh, shit. Hey, at least she was honest. Shit. Your mom to do that, though, bro? That's crazy. Yo, you know what? We we say that, right? But I know a lot, especially, especially you know, we, 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 we get this minority uh, uh, thing of the guys, you know, the, the, the missing fathers and the neglectful fathers. But yo, there's a lot of horrible mothers. Like a lot of horrible mothers. Like even just being in a household sometimes, you know, women will get the praise for, you know, you, you know, you took care of the child who's with you. They lived in a household. But you don't highlight that, yo, that household was miserable to be in. <clears throat> I know homeboys that, you know, Sadly, have mommy issues to this day because they were raised in a house with a mom that was just like horrible, abusive, verbally abusive. Um, yeah, so like that narrative, like, yo, you know, I want to say narrative because it is a true thing. There are a lot of deadbeat men when it comes to kids, but there's a lot of women out there that that's as bad, if not worse. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, women. I, I I personally hear about stories, man. Some some baby mama drama stuff that, man, I can't even speak about. But that I'm certain that these women hate these these men, and it's just uh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy the things like, that they are doing. It's but it's so crazy because, like he said, like. You'll never hear about that. Like, you hear about a, a deadbeat dad in a, in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Quick. Um, but people don't say nothing about like men who grow up in single parent houses, or sometimes not even in single parent houses, and they got mommy issues, and that messes with your relationships with women. Yeah, I know a lot. I know a lot of men. Um who grew up in that situation and they 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 did nothing but praise the mom openly because mom was the one there and then as they got older and they started to reflect on the relationship with their dad and maybe why dad wasn't around, why dad was in and out they got the opportunity to see that a lot of it you know i won't i won't give the excuse of saying well you ain't there because the mom pushed you away because at the end of the day you should still fight for what you're trying to do but there's a lot of men that feel pushed away from the situation because the mom was just a horror, like a terror and used the kid a lot of the times just to get back at the father. And and um, you get men who grow up and they see that as they get older and they're like, damn, like what I thought this was really wasn't it. Mom, you're really like just as bad as dad. And when I reflect back to my own life and my own childhood, I, I now am able to see where you were bad and the things that you instilled in me that were. So, I mean, I don't know, but Bud seemed like he has a grip, a grip on things. So mom, you know, mom might've been giving him a different type of love and motivation, but I mean, it worked out for him. I think that's a, uh, that's smoking, smoking mirrors. But I think because um, he kept trying to say like all he ever wanted to do was kind of like get her approval, get her love. And he said, he said, I um I went and I, I think he said he won the Olympics or something, won a gold medal or something. And he just wanted her to celebrate him. And, he, and she was like, that ain't shit. <laughs> like, damn. So like even these belts that he got now, like <laughs> she ain't giving him no like. I think that that's just a, and like he he's he's very stoic too. It made me it made me really, I'm not gonna lie, like change my perspective because I didn't know much about him, but then when I started looking into his life, I'm like, damn, yo, Buzz, a a, a good dude, like you know, been through some stuff, and like nobody know about this until now, like until he's already on top. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's a real thing, man. Haven't talking about. Mother shit is like sensitive to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For real, like you know, um, I, I don't get into the I don't get into the mom shit. Me neither. Yeah. Into I mean, it. you give uh, you can always give general advice when it comes to that, but you you and I both know, man. Like, especially as a black man, in, the black man with his mama, man, and we're you know we're we're if anything on this planet anything 
was supposed to be protected. It's supposed to be the black woman, the woman in general. So in regards to that, there is, you know what I mean? You can yeah. only go so far in regards to you. We, can, we can't throw them under the bus. You know what I mean? We got to protect them. So, I mean, yes, we don't get it twisted. All moms fuck up. You know what I mean? They're they're not all clear Huxtables and shit. They, but the beautiful thing is, man, if you, as a son or a daughter, if you can get to a place, no matter what age, where you can realize that whatever you have gotten, you've gotten some of it from your mom, some of it from your dad, some of it is good and some of it is bad. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. And, uh, and you don't have to hate either one of them for mistakes that they've made. Um, I know it's hard. You may hate them uh, at specifically at a, a point in time. But the beautiful thing is when you get to a point, man, as a, a child to appreciate both mother and father, then that's just a beautiful thing. Fuck all the other stuff. Just appreciate them both, man. Let me, let me, for, let me for, for, for putting you here, huh? Yeah, uh, where, where, if you did get it from one of your parents, wh who do you think you get your worst characteristic from? My dad. Okay. Without a doubt. My mom, in my own personal life, everything that's wrong with my mom, I hate to say it, probably my dad did to her. And my dad, my dad will tell you that, you know what I mean? At a very young age, he, they were so young and he made every mistakes uh, that a black man could make, um, at that age. Uh, but she held on to it. That, that was her mistake. Okay. Where she, at, at where she could have grown, uh, she didn't. And instead held on to this contempt and anger, uh, for my dad for things that he did decades ago. Right, right. And so that was her mistake. And unfortunately, that all that does is affect her. You know what I mean? By not letting go. Yeah. And, and I see it. I saw, I witnessed this, man. Your next relationship down the line get affected, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Lito, what? Honestly, bro, I don't know. Um, because I, you know what I mean? I, I never knew my father, so I don't know what, mm. you know, what, what his characteristics, um, good or bad, are. But um, I do have some some bad. Um, I, I see some of my mom within myself sometimes, and I always when I see it. Um, of course, some good qualities, but I see some bad stuff too. And when I when I catch wind of it, like I try to like instantly start working on myself, bro, because. I see how my mom is, man, like right now, um, you know what I mean? Like in my family, I think I told y'all this before, like I'm like the only man that's married currently, you know what I'm saying? Um, out of my uncles. Now, I do have an uncle that's a, that's engaged, but he just got, he got engaged recently. Um, but yeah, like being married and um, really accomplishing like goals and, and setting goals and stuff like that. Like my family don't really have a outside of a few people. I have a cousin that um he like directs movies and stuff like that, independent films. Um he's got movies on Tubi on um um 
Amazon Prime, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if y'all get a chance, um, Got My Hustle Up is one of them. Oh, um, yeah, you, you said that at the, at the last, one of the last meetings, Got My Hustle yeah. Up. I'll check it out. Yeah, got My Hustle Up. <clears throat> um, and then he's got a cartoon animated series on Tubi called um, Fuck Child Support. It's got like uh, Faison Love in it, um, Busy Bone. Um, it's a, a lot of guys. Guys from Detroit. Um, he's in some movies himself too. So independently, he do his thing. You know what I'm saying? But we don't have a lot of that within our family dynamic. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a lot of people who are who were driven to even finish school. So you know what I'm saying? Like the things that I do is very big for me because I'm trying to break. You know what I'm saying? These these um, generational things that we have. Um, and and be able to start new but yeah I, I don't really know um who i get my you know my worst characters from characteristics from i mean it could be my dad but i would never know <laughs> mm-hmm. Dang. what about you e uh is a balance i think it's a balance of the two i think as i as i get older probably start pointing more to my to the my mom's side uh no but no the older i get i start to recognize more of my bad characteristics i get from my father but they're not so much that they're bad it's um they're just like stubborn characteristics like things that i you know i could probably work on if you know, if need be, but I just kind of got stuck with them and, and and comfortable. And to go about the change is just like, why? Why do I need to change it? Um, earlier on, like 20s, 30s, definitely my, my mom, 100%. But almost all of the bad characteristics <laughs> was from her, for real, so... And then even then, when I say the bad characteristics now, my pops, it's funny, I don't look at them as bad. Some other people might, but I don't look at them as bad. Like, I, like the older I get, like, don't get me wrong, my dad definitely had some shit with him. But as an overall guy, I think he was an honorable uh, stand-up dude that, you know, he came with his problems, but his character could never be in question. So... I don't know, but it's a balance. It's a balance. Word. How y'all like? How are y'all doing? Like mentally? How y'all doing? Like with everything, with life? I'm good, man. I'm uh uh. I on a side note, my in in regards to what I was saying about the women, how this is why I try not to com- complain a lot, fellas. My my Kathy had never met her dad up until just recently, and my mom never met her dad. So I'm dealing with my whole, you know, pretty much my whole life, two women uh, that never had a father figure in their life. So that's why I'm super, super just shut up and do your job as a man thing. You know what I mean? I don't like to complain too much. But she just met her dad a couple of years ago. That's dope. Yeah. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, Lito. Uh, I'm chilling. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I could always be doing better. But at the same time, I, I 
I'll be honest with you, man. I'm I'm to the point in my life where I'm not going to complain about shit because I'm not dead. Right. Yeah. Really? If you were, you couldn't complain about nothing. I've entered that point in my life where, like, yo, to complain about where I'm at in life would be because I'm still alive. Look at what hey, what's going on in Maui. They woke up, the whole town gone. Yeah. How can you complain about anything? Yeah, like what, they had a, what they had a hurricane or something? No, think, the fire in Maui just took out the in in Lahaina, I think the way it's pronounced, but it's in Maui, a town in Maui. Fire, like, just took it out. Seen clips of that, and there was a clip where there was two dudes in the car driving through the fire to get through, and a uh, body. And often seen a body on the floor. It wasn't dead though. She was like moving. The dude and was, was like, like, "Just keep going. We can't do nothing for." Her. And I, yo, and I thought at that moment, dude, I tried to put myself in both. Me both, too. Right. If I'm on that floor, of course I would want. To stop and help me, but then I'm in. I, I then I put myself in that car and I'm like, "Yo, we don't know what those other people have attached to their lives. They don't know. Yeah. Do I stop to help this person and we all die?" And yeah, that I, probably would have been it because I just heard from oh, because Oprah's over there. She said she was telling a story about somebody over there who said their tires were melting. So like, if they would have stopped, they're tight. They probably would. That would have been it. Glad you said that fucking name. That's what Oprah said. Out of Oprah. Oprah hit <laughs> nerves. Oprah. <laughs> she was uh, the first one on the scene. Then let me tell you something. I ain't, fu- I, ain't, I ain't been fucking with Oprah for a while. But then the Michael Jackson shit she did really me, put... Me, me, me neither, my nigga. Me now, neither. I'm going to keep it real. In this moment, you choose to bring camera... Yo, I just think some shit is past cameras. I know, man. They they wouldn't let her in though, with the cameras. What are you doing? Motherfuckers have lost their lives, lost their their fucking possessions, everything, and you want to bring cameras in there to show the rest of the world their their worst moment, just so you can show giving out some fucking water or some blankets. Yeah, you're. Yo, we protect a lot of black figures because for us we need those figures because we don't have many mm-hmm. i'm at the point i rather have none than have some evil motherfuckers pretending to be holy yeah to me is evil. like there's evil there's evilness in in, in her yeah sorry i, I don't I, whether it be for for political reason, whether it be for finance reasons, whatever. Like, there's just certain shit I can't get with. And, and then again, maybe I'll never understand because I've never been that level of wealthy. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens when you get to that place in life where you're 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 now bigger than the corporation. You are the corporation. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. But I just yeah. know that meant certain shit is just evil. Evil. Yeah. No so, doubt. I didn't even hear about this, but it's probably because I this has been a lot going on here. Like, we got to go to this funeral tomorrow. I don't do good at funerals. I'm not. But, um, just funerals, though. I mean, what's your stance on life, life after death? My stance? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, like, because I'm, start, I'm, start, I'm starting to... 
the 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 more I start to really get in tune to to some of my opinions, I and I, I start to now question some of my opinions on shit, and I'm starting to question a lot of my opinions on after life and higher being and stuff like that. Um, where's what's your stance? Like, like, where do you is it is you go heaven? Are you seeing Jesus? Are you? I know that's what I was taught, but what do you the believe? older I get, it's like it, to me, man. It's it's there's a lot of questions that I still have, like about the way you know um, the Bible was rewritten so many times in different languages. Um, man, forget what you was taught. What do you believe? You feel I know what I was taught because I, I was brought up in Catholicism. I went to Catholic, yeah. I was an altar boy. I, so I, I know, like, I, I get being taught something, but at some point, that shit just was like not relevant to me. I, you know what? I don't know if it's a heaven or hell, honestly. I, I think about, um, of course, we always think, like, you know, um, I think about some of my friends and my grandmother, like, when she passed, like, did her, did her spirit, like, did her spirit just leave, or did it go into another person, maybe? Like, a baby was as being born. You know, they say, like, when some pass, someone passes, a baby's born. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do, is that going to happen to us? Like, you know, if, when we pass away, we just go into, you know, we're reborn as another baby. And we don't know anything about our past life. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think about that. You know what I'm saying? A lot. Or do we just start over as babies ourselves in a whole nother life? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. All right. I'm going to tell you what I believe. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think you're born. You die. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I think. Damn. I don't. I don't. Because it's like, are you? Are we sleep? Do you? Are we sleeping? I don't know what we are, but I know like, that I. I know. Okay, so I'll say this. I know I've had moments as a younger kid when I got jumped and niggas was fucking me up and I passed out, and I don't remember shit in those moments when I was passed out, and then I woke up. I think I think when you die, you just passed out forever. <laughs> like, like that's it. Like you, there's there's nothing. Like that's it. And I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. That's yeah, what I, I think. Too. So it's just like sleep. Then you just sleep. Oh, yeah. No, no, because when you're sleep, still things that's actively happen. Like you dream when you're sleep. So sleeping without dreaming. There are things when you're sleep. Like yeah. Like I've I like I have this bad habit of falling asleep with my headphones on. So I'll be knocked the fuck out. And then I'll hear shit in my feet. And then I wake up wondering, what the fuck was I hearing? And I'm like, oh, it's the shit that was in my headphones. Yeah. But I'm knocked the fuck out. Or that shit that I'm hearing in my headphones will influence my dream. So when you go, I think that's just it. Like, that's, I don't know, the whole concept of your body just being there and your spirit going to some somebody else. 
I don't, I don't, I do think we, we are obviously with energy. Energy is transferred in some form of way. Um, is it transferred into another body? I don't think that there's like <clears throat> of souls or, or or physical bodies just sitting and waiting and then, oh, we got a new physical body. Put the soul in this one. Oh, put the soul in it. If that's the case, then when do we get new souls? When do we get new individual people if we just keep passing same souls back and forth through physical body? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But do I think that there's a heaven and hell? No. Do I think there's a a uh, 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 proper religion? No. Do I think that there's a God in the concept of what we've been taught about God? No. Do I think that there's a higher power? Yeah. I don't know if it's just one singular higher power. I don't know if it's... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I choose, I choose to believe I guess the latter. Like, how? when was the Bible created? Um, what year was that? 18 or was it 16, 15? I, I, I don't don't know, but I know it was not created when Earth was created. So therefore, I do not take I do not take heed to a book that any man wrote from their own perspective. I don't worry. The concept, the con concept of religion, just in a sense, to me, it makes it makes a lot of sense. In, in the aspects of how the world works as far as conquering and controlling and the capitalistic nature that we have. And if you look through all these religions, they kind of, it, it's kind of set forth to, to just set direction, but also control you in certain aspects. So it's man-made to me. I, I can't, Ari, I can't. Therein lies the problem that we have, that we have, um, well, I'll say the church has presented with religion being, it's changed so much because I was just talking about this, like there are certain things in the Bible that people will preach, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's other things that they want you to turn a blind eye to, even though it's in the Bible as well. Um, like what? Don't skip it. Uh, Come on, get brave. I know. I don't, I don't know. Get brave. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. Okay. <laughs> My whole life, I was, I was raised to believe that if you are a man, you should be with a woman. Period. Mm -hmm. If you did not be with a woman, um being with another man is an abomination um being with another man means that or a woman being with another woman means that you will go to hell i was raised that way since i was a young kid and but now today society shows something different so i've been in churches where i've seen a lot of you know lgbtq people and they're in, some of them are in the choir. Some of them, you know, maybe one is in the pulpit. You know what I'm saying? One one might be a reverend. But from what we were taught, how is that possible? If we're supposed to follow the, the book. But I think certain certain churches are scared to touch that situation 
because the LGBTQ community is so strong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they get done. All right, let's let's keep it real. If they want to, um, if they have something to say about being treated a certain way in any capacity, they come forward. They get that shit. It don't matter where they are. They're gonna pick it outside. They're gonna march up and down the street. They're gonna do whatever they need to do to get their point across. But see, in churches, like everybody knew, like the choir director was gay. Everybody knew that growing up. That nigga, he was gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just being real. But like nobody looked at him any different. The church and the church had no problem paying him to 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 be a of music and teach these other these other young men because they benefited from it because it made their choir sound good, right? And then the, the there there lies the hypocrisy for me. And also, I I hear I hear when people when people speak about the Bible, and a lot of people say you know God don't make mistakes. You know, he said it in the book, so that's not a mistake. This this is how it should be. God has also created these very people who choose to live their life these ways, and and a lot of them feel like this is where they started. Like they, they weren't, they didn't grow to become who they are. They were who they were. And maybe they realized it and were able to put a label on it as they got older, but this is natural to them. To speak against them to me would be you saying, God made a mistake. Like it's hypocrisy to me. And people would try to reason it with, you know, uh, medical orders or, Oh, you, you know, you, you, you have a mental disorder or whatever type of shit like that. I just think that's lazy. That's a lazy excuse to adjust your, your faith in a book, a book that was not written by, because first off, you can't tell me what God looked like. There ain't no pictures of God. You don't know what his hand looked like. You ain't never seen him pick up a book or read a book. So you go on describing, they describe what he looked like. But you go on by the words of other men. So you're not putting your faith in <clears throat> being. You're really putting your faith into the words spoken from these other motherfuckers who are just like you, who could be just as flawed. I could never it could be, they they are. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can I can never get with no shit like that. I can't. I yeah. can't. That's the and that's the only problem for me as far as like with the consistency of <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like when you when you go inside of a church and you see a you know, you see a lot of people who may be part of the LGBTQ community, but the message that um is being given at that time. It's like certain mm-hmm. certain bishops or pastors will tiptoe around what the Bible says about you know people who um, are not heterosexual. Um, but it's like okay, so we're not going to talk about that, but we will talk about you sinning in a different way. 
Now we're also taught that sin is sin, no matter you know what it is. Like no matter what you do, if it's wrong, it's wrong. But you know, um, one thing that always you know comes back in my mind, um, Nat Turner, um, when he you know was a slave, you know they asked him to preach because the slaves were not eating. Um, they were not doing what the masters wanted them to do. So they yeah. would ask him to preach to the slaves from the Bible to basically obey your master. Now that's in the Bible, right? But then they turn around and he was smart enough to look in there and say, hold on. Even though it says this, it also says this. And he was able to Basically, after he seen the way that they were getting treated, he changed that whole narrative like, OK, so we, you know, this Bible was used to, quote unquote, keep black people in chains. But it also was able to uh, change the thought process of um, those that were enslaved. And he was able to um, to get them to listen to him in a different way. So it's like the so Bible has a bunch of. It's a, it's a book that can be either used to control or can be used to, to teach. To me, there's a lot of great stories, a lot of great lessons, and then there's also a lot of hypocritical moments. And I just think that book is as powerful or as dangerous as the person who's reading from it. That's just, so, that's just how I feel. And I think that's with almost anything, um, depending upon who you give this uh, ability and this this power to. So it's not to disrespect anybody's religions and not to disrespect anybody's sacred books or sacred words uh, or anything like that. I'm I'm just calling for me a spade a spade, and I find it I find it hilarious and. Especially, you know, the, the, the Catholicism and Christianity and uh, almost all religions, when they speak against certain things, they will be so adamant and so strong on that and abominations of earth. But then if you look into the, the almost the structure of the actual houses and the churches, y'all go ahead and do some of the most shadiest shit on the other end and will go ahead and feel like you can just say three Hail Marys and pray it away and you're good. That to me, I don't see how the world can work like that. I I can't see it. I, I I can't understand that. So, but this is really we got into a tangent. It's really me getting back to you saying that you going to the funeral, and I asked you what your belief and standing was because my very first sad to say my very first funeral that really. It's something to me outside of just being there and um, recognizing that the person that I love is no longer here was when my pops passed. My pops passed, it shook my, shook my world for so many different reasons. And then when, once he was gone, I had to real, I had to say like, why am I so upset that he's not here no more? Like why, like what, what, what hasn't he done in life that he should be here to continue to do? He's done everything he needed to do. So, He's raised his kids. He made money. He did, you know. Um, 
it, it became more of a selfish thing for me. So when I speak to people who do believe in afterlife, who do believe in heaven and hell, and they lose someone, and we understand that they're going off to what we deem to be a better place, I always wonder why these occasions are so somber, unless we really in mourning about the way they passed. You know, that's one thing. But when you get to that moment of actual, like, celebration of life, which is initially what the funeral was supposed to be about, not supposed to be a mournful thing. Um, it's just funny to me that the church, the church will push forth to, to, to move a certain way and standing and, and, and pay your tides, do this, do that. And then we get to the funeral part. We could go totally against it. And I feel like it's less of a celebration and more like a mourning thing. I've always wanted that. I always wanted that. So that was really what I was asking you. Like, what what was your expectations of the funeral when you get there? Like, what your standing was? Were you going there to celebrate? Were you going there to? Well, I'm gonna be real. This this funeral, um, I'm literally just going to support because I didn't know him. Like, like I I met him one time. Okay. My mom, my mom's best friend. It was her only son. Oh, okay. So. My mom asked that, you know, me and um, a few other people be there just out of respect. Um, I know his mom really well, but I didn't know him. You know what I'm saying? I know he did music. He just dropped a a, a project. I'm going to send it to y'all. He was talented. Um, he just dropped a project. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's what happened to him was crazy. I mean, like somebody trying to sell you your own phone back. <laughs> like, so, so what happened was he was, um, he was, I guess, at an after hour spot with some friends, some females also. Um, he got up to use the restroom, left his phone on the, uh, either at the bar, or at the table, wherever he was at with the people. Girl grabbed his phone. Gave it to somebody that she thought knew him. Um, she told the guy who's, you know what I'm saying, whose phone it was. He took it. He left. Um, guy comes back from the bathroom. His phone's gone. She's, the girl tells him, oh, I gave it to such and such. You know, um, so then he's trying to, you know, get in contact with him. He don't got no phone, so he had to go over to his homeboy house, have him call him. Got in touch with him. Dude told him he was going to meet him at the gas station. He said, all right. Go to the gas station. Waiting on him to come. He pulls up. He go up to him. They don't say, like, you know, what they were talking about or whatever, but he thought he was just going to give him his phone. He was going to go on his way. Uh, dude tried to sell him his phone. His own phone back to him. Um, You know, for whatever reason. It, you know, that could have been jealousy reasons. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Um, the and then he was like, "Nah, it's mine." You know what I mean? Like it's my phone. Like, yo, like, like you met me up here to give me my phone. Like, you didn't say nothing about payment or nothing over the phone. Like paying you. Like, why would I pay you for my own phone? So, I don't know if he aggressively tried to get it out of his car, but dude had an AR-15 in the car, shot him in the face. Um, kept shooting him when he was on the ground. Drove down the street through the phone. Kept going about his merry way, and this was somebody that he knew. So you know, if he didn't know him, that'd have been one thing. Like you know, what I'm saying like, but he knew this dude, 
and uh, the dude that shot him, 28 years old, and he was 31. So it just shows, like, you know, and then they they got that law around here in Ohio where you don't need a license to carry. Now, I don't know what it is about, like, guns like that. Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, why don't, like, why am I going to ride around with an AR-15? First of all, if I'm riding around with that, I ain't trying to, I'm trying to get into something. Just in the, in the car, like, you just got it out? Okay. Like, that makes no sense to me. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, took that man's life, took him from his kids. He got a one-year-old and a two-year-old. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, um, it's 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 so messed up that that we as people, period, black or white or whatever, um, we don't when we get into that was a situation that shouldn't even have turned into a situation, and then you taking this man from his children, he didn't have no gun on him, but you had one, and he's just trying to get back from what y'all talked about. You were gonna give him back his property. So that was worth it. So the narrative now is like, oh, I was fearing for my life. So I, you know what I mean? Like I had to, it, it's a, you know. Why, that's why I hate that. I also hate people in churches or wherever, you know, just not just churches, people who say period, you know, um, type shit. Like I hate, like. Yeah. Well, it was time a guy called him home. Like, um. yep, I never understand that either because it's like, well, a thing that I always question is like, it's always the bad people that's taking out the good people a lot of times. So we are to believe that, oh, God called us home. I'm going to call that person home. That's a great person. But the person that's out here killing people, he ain't locked up or nothing. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, so then you get like, how was that? But how logically, what is that? And then, you know, we're, you know, we're also taught that he may think he's getting away with something, but he not. You know what I mean? Later on in life. And that, and I believe that too. You know what I'm saying? I believe in, and, you know, things do come around. Um, You know, I believe if you give good, if you're a good person, good things will come to you. But if you're not, you know, I, I believe that bad things will happen as well. But I don't believe bad things happen to good people too, so I don't... I don't believe none of that shit. I don't see some bad people go through life having a great time. They die They die happy. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I mean, yeah. I besides, like, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, but yeah, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that and those lot of those things are put here just old over um, the fact that we we either don't have a lot of control over shit or either we have so much control and instead of us taking control of shit, we just put the excuse on God. Like I like I honestly feel like a lot of people, even with like the destiny thing, or oh well, it didn't happen because God didn't want it to happen. It's like uh I, I think that's an excuse for a lot of people. Just to make them feel better about why some shit ain't happening or take place in life. Like, oh, I ain't make it. You know, that wasn't my calling it. Oh, nigga, you just ain't make it. Like <laughs> <laughs> that good. Or you might have just not 
put the work in that you needed to. You might have not made the right connection that you like. You might have not whatever the case be. But I think a lot of that shit is is just just to make life just to make life uh, seem a little easier for us to to have a uh, to to take away some of the personal responsibility that we have on, on a lot of our own shit that happens. We run and throw it on God and. I ain't, I ain't made a million because God wasn't, I wasn't ready to make a million. No, nigga, you just ain't make a million because you broke and you ain't supposed, <laughs> you didn't work hard enough to make, or whatever the case might be. You didn't grow up in a situation where you were taught to make millions. That's, that's the reason why. Because God didn't want you to have it. You didn't graduate from fucking, um, nigga, you was dumb <laughs> and you, and you ain't passed the bar. <laughs> Like, it's not God. It's you. Like, I'm giving. Yo, if let me tell you something. If God is real, I I'm pretty sure He's up there. Like, yo, stop using my fucking name for shit, bro. That part for sure. Y'all keep that using. Y'all, yeah. this is not me. Like, mm -hmm. gave you niggas free will for a reason. Go figure this shit out. Like, and you've been you've been super quiet, bro. When we've been talking about religion, man, man I um, <laughs> not, not just religion, but uh, I, I was super quiet for a reason. Like when it comes to the Bible, religion, God, mm -hmm. all of that stuff, man. It's it's just really that that I mean, I could I, if we don't be careful, I could get long winded because that's the stuff that touches my heart the most, man. That's that that's when I'm alone and. Uh, well, I would love to hear, love to hear your opinion. <laughs> yeah, man, I um, that stuff is, is, is nearest and dearest to my heart, man. Like, hey, bro, I was a little boy, I'm, huh? <laughs> uh, but it's a lot to unpack here. But what I will say is this: I, I, I'll keep it relatively easy to understand for now. I don't want to go off on a tangent because we, you, you did talk about a lot of stuff, but you first had asked about the afterlife thing, right? I'll keep it simple because I will be clear. I, I have read the Bible. I've read it from start to finish. Um, and I, I do um, refer or suggest or encourage everybody and anybody who to read it, man. I mean, uh, if you, for, for, for so many reasons, if it's not because you want to get close to God, you want to gain some knowledge about old Bible characters, about old geography, old stories. If you want to learn how to, it teaches you how to be a, you know, uh, give you good ideas, how to be a good father, how to be a good husband, um, how to deal with women. Um, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, in my opinion, it's the best self-help book possible that this earth has to offer. Why? Because the, the reason why the Bible is so special, it's more special than any other book is because it has, the potential to untap God's Holy Spirit. No other book promises that. This is the book that claims, right? Claims to be written by God. Even if it's really not, um, as a person who, you know, wants to learn about life in this earth, uh, isn't the, just the fact that it, it claims to be written by God enough to, to, to go and take a look, you know, take a look at it? Well, I did, you know, not only did I grow up a Jehovah's Witness, who are avid Bible readers, that's one thing I will give them. They love the Bible <laughs> to their detriment. 
uh, <laughs> later on that. But uh, but uh, uh, they're, they're avid Bible readers and they encourage everybody to read the Bible. So when I was about 20, 19, 20, 21, I read the Bible. I had just got married um, and I read it from start to finish a couple of times all the way through. It took me some time. They uh, Back then they had this like this schedule where you could read it in a year if you read like three or four chapters every day. So that's when I read it the first time, that's what I did. And then the second time I read it was a couple of years later. And uh, I kind of didn't follow that. I, I just kind of read it. I knew what I already had read because I read it the first time and I did it for even more clarity the second time. And I've read uh, a couple of Bibles, man. I've read the King James Version. I've read the, I have a copy of the Torah, which is the Hebrew Bible that Jews use. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, and But it's only the, you know, Genesis through Malachi. Uh, I have that because my, my best friends are all Jewish. I went to high school with them. So I'm familiar with that. Um, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm I have I have some knowledge. That's why I'm so quiet when this this topic gets brought up because although I have knowledge, the knowledge that I've I've ascertained, it doesn't it's it's not to make me right, especially in terms of debate. That's not the reason why I ascertain knowledge and why I gather knowledge. Uh honestly, I gather knowledge to later on that. I don't want to skew off into a tangent. So uh, uh, I know the Bible pretty well, right? With that being said, you asked about the afterlife, uh, whether I believe in the heaven or hell. Uh, instead of answering that direct, which I could get off on a tangent and we could be talking for 30 minutes, um, what I will say is this. Uh, the dead, our dead loved ones, right? Everybody who's died in our family, whether they're celebrities, anybody that's died in human history, they're attached to that, right? Because they're dead. Are they in heaven? Are they in hell? Are they just not here no more? Like we was talking about, like you were saying, E, mm-hmm. that's the big $60 million question, right? Where in the heck do you go when you die? Well, I'll tell you this much. Anybody, who, anybody who's read the Bible knows that God himself, if you believe that he wrote the Bible, which I believe he did, he, he did by the way, later on why I do. <laughs> but uh, if you believe that God wrote the Bible, God in his own words, promised in several scriptures. I won't get into the specific scriptures, but there's so many that he promised. He he promised that uh that he there would there would be a resurrection, meaning a, a coming back to life of unrighteous and righteous people. He said that. Not only did he promise that, but he sent his son. Everybody knows he sent Jesus to Earth, and while his son was on Earth, uh, he resurrected some people. He resurrected his boy Lazarus. He went around and he brought some people back to life just to prove that he had the power to do it, right? That was the foreshadow of what I think that God plans on doing, you know, in a future to come. If, if in fact, God keeps his word like he says he, he, he is and he always does, he says he can't lie, then these dead people he's talking about or this resurrection, I'm looking forward to. So in answer to that question, is there an afterlife? I don't know, but I know that I trust God's word. I know I believe that he doesn't lie. And I know that the Bible talks about a resurrection and he says that there's going to be one. And I put my faith in that resurrection. I think that I'm going to see my dead loved ones again. I don't know how, but I believe it. I believe it with all my heart, with all my heart. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, 
I say this every time I hear someone speak from from that point of view. I envy um, blind faith. And I wish I had it at times. Honestly. I, I, and I'm not saying that at all to be funny. Dead serious. Like, I watch some people who move on blind faith and I see how adamant and how they are on that to the point where yo, I don't have to see shit. I just feel it. I just know it. And that to me is admirable because it's something that I don't have. Like I'm one of the people that I need to see it. <laughs> like I, I got to see it in front of me. I need some evidence. I need, and I've, I've watched people who move on that blind faith really have some great lives to the point where you would feel like, damn, like it must be real. Cause look how peaceful, look how gracious, look how loving, look how successful they are in just putting everything into that blind faith. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just want to say that because every time I hear someone speak from that point, it's like, fuck, that shit sounds that shit sounds so dope. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, look, that, that's what I'm saying. We could talk about the scientific point of view. We could talk about nobody's ever came back. We could talk about so much stuff, right? Uh, where do you go when you die? But instead of doing that, how about just if you had a father that said, I am not capable of lying, right? And you believe him. And he says that I'm going to bring some people back to life. How about it just that simple so that you won't have to go on a tangent down some rabbit hole of, of possibilities? God says he can't lie. He said he's going to resurrect the dead. I think the, the scriptures, Acts 24, 15, uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that talks about the resurrection. There will be a resurrection of unrighteous and righteous people. That's a promise. So if it doesn't happen, either God doesn't exist or he broke his promise. I don't think, the, I don't think, I don't think the hard part for people is is taking that word to heed. I think the hard part is first people believing in the person that they say said it. That's the hardest part. Do you uh -huh. act that this with that power actually exists? That's the first part. And yeah. when you get to that, you then have to figure out, do you believe that that person is the person responsible for these scriptures that's being spoken. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who believe in God, but they don't believe in scripture and they don't believe in religion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, 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 it's so, it's so many different layers of how the conversation, mm -hmm. that's why sure. I, that blind if, if we had, if we had six hours right now, I, I bull issue not. I could sit right here with you, E, and, and 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 go back and forth and not get bored. Five or six hours about each and every top topic, and I won't even lose steam. I love it that much. It's probably the only thing I love more than talking about music is because talking about God is always as a little boy. I, I remember one when I was like 15 or 16, man, I just I had my headphones on. And I was listening to the whinings, and I had my hand reaching up to the sky. I was just crying. And I was begging God to touch my hand, begging. I'm like, please, just I want to know that you're real. Can you just please touch my hand? You know, he didn't touch it. But later on, throughout the years, he's touched me in so many ways that made me feel like he's never left me. And, you know, obviously, I, it's not something I can wrap up in even five or six hours. But 
believe you me, I, I, I'm going to. Piece by piece, I'm going to tell. I'm going to give so God his glory. It's so crazy, bro. Like, um, to hear you say, talk like that, bro. Like, I know, like, um, personally, I've had moments where, like, I always say, like, I don't know if I would know y'all or if I would be here if it wasn't for God. Because the life that I had, especially as a kid, um, growing up, I physically, I didn't think that I would be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done been through a lot of things, like, you know what I'm saying, with, you know, my family, my my mom, um, certain situations. And um, I even told y'all at one point in time I wanted to take my life. I noticed that once I started to um, to really trust God, um, and actually, um, I, I've had like some dreams that like, I won't say that he were, he was in them, but like somebody was in there. Like I, when my grandmother passed, my, my grandmother passed away was the worst day of my life. It was the first time that I ever experienced losing someone that close. And I knew after she passed away that my family was going to be forever changed. And and that's what happened. And I I remember my grandmother wouldn't even it like she was in the ground, but they didn't have the grass on her yet. They just had like the they put like uh the dirt on and then they was they were spraying it, they wet it. It was crazy. Bro, I went to the gravesite. It wouldn't even they I wasn't supposed to be there because they were not finished. Bro, I was going, I was trying my hardest to walk in this mud. I had new shoes on, I didn't care. This um I was trying to walk to my my grandmother's uh my grandmother's headstone and this old man I'll never forget he was there visiting I think his wife and he had these tall boots he said he said young brother put these on if you want to go see your grandmother and I'll never forget I I walked over there but it was like quicksand it felt like if that like I'm walking but I'm sinking you know what I'm saying and that was that did something to me too, because when I finally made it to her, it's like I'm like, damn, I don't want to go. Like, I don't know how far deep she is. I don't want to, you know, be standing here and then I'm standing on her casket or, you know, what I'm saying. So a lot was going through my mind at the time, and I knew I was like, dang man, I spiraled out of control when my grandmother um, passed away, and I knew like, but when I found out that <laughs> God promised me that I was going to be able to see her again. You had to tell me nothing else about right. God. Right. Like when I when I when I start hearing that, like you will see your grandmother again. She will recognize you. She will know who you are. I just believe it. And I like you said, he, like the, the the I'm sorry to interrupt you, Lito. It's very important for me to get out though. It's a hard thing to make somebody believe whatever they have, whatever that happens, that process is. But right when you believe. You never stop believing. You know what I mean? You just believe. I have this con I have this conversation so many times with Brandy, right? So many times I went down this rabbit hole and, and she was like, why do you have to believe? Why do we have to believe? Why can't it just be? And that's yeah. a great point, but it's, it, it, it's so simple. It's like a, a, a team, a team. If you got the Lakers, it, is a team that believes they can win the championship 
better than a team that that doesn't believe? Yes. It, it just is. Every time, if you believe that something is real and something is going to happen, then then it it just makes your life better. When you're what not is our lives if we don't believe in nothing? Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I, we have to believe in something. You know what I'm saying? With that, right? But I've also watched people have that same strength and belief and it's led them down a path of of just just bullshit. Like I've like I've like I've watched people. There's one thing to have blind faith and it's one thing to believe something so strongly that you feel it inside and you you know you know it exists. And there's mm -hmm. another shit that's just not accurate. Yes. That's um, that, you're right. I, Absolutely. I, like I, I had Absolutely. I had a friend. And, you know, I, I always respect other people's artistic craft and where they want to go. Some people might deem what he did as not good. I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it would ever get him to the point where he believed he would get to. And still to this day, he's still in belief that what he's doing is going to get him to this next point. And... I don't know because it's not proven yet because who knows? Maybe maybe it will. Who knows? But at this very moment, he is still not where he wants to get to. And the, the, the product itself is still not quality. But he has, yo, he is so strong in that belief. Like, he's, I'm telling you, like, I feel it. Like, God put me here for this. And I'm like, bro, that might have not been God. That might have been, like, some other nigga. Like, is, like, he a part, <laughs> is he a part of a religion? Yeah, no, he's big. When, he's big in the church. Okay, that was gonna be my question. Thing for him is God put me here, yo. My purpose in life is to be y'all. This music I'm doing, yo, boy, and then you hear it, and it's like, yo, this shit is trash. But I'm not. I can't call it trash because everything is, you know, subjective. Yeah. So I can't. I won't ever say it's trash. But I know mm -hmm. I listen to it, and I know when I've heard other people listen to it. They're pretty much like, yo, he's bugging. He needs to go, like, he needs to stop doing this. Mm -hmm. Let's just say he has that awakening one day and decides to take what he does, his craft, in some form and put it into the religious realm. And it's successful. Then who's to say he was ever wrong? But That might be the route he ends up going. He might I, end up going into I, gospel rap or whatever. Yeah, he need to go do it quick, cause. <laughs> and bro, I love if you ever he yo if he sees this he gonna not cause I tell him I tell him like bro I don't think I don't think I don't think you like I like your blind faith that's why I said blind faith is beautiful yo I'm not joking when I say that I admire people with that it's almost like you live in. That's almost, I don't want to say that because that can be insulting. But I think if I say it, you guys understand what I'm saying. So you mm -hmm. live, no one can infiltrate that world, nothing, no book. I didn't even hear you. You got muted when you said the exact word. What? Uh, you live in your own world. Oh, okay, got you. In your own space, your own, nothing can ever take you outside of that world and make you think anything other. And I watch them live in that space and it's like, it's 
it's embarrassing to me sometimes. Like, damn, you, you're not realistic. But then at the same time, when I remove my personal thought from it and I look at it like mm-hmm. happy, even without the success, mm-hmm. even without the money, even without the, the accolades, he still looks happy in what he's doing. And then I look at someone like myself, who's not big on faith in that sense, who has been told that he has the and the talent to do these things. I've struggled in what I want to continue to do it or not, because I'm not happy at the places I've reached or haven't reached. Or, so it's like, I when I think about it, he's probably had a better musical experience than I've had. <laughs> like I, I've been in this shit since 14 years old and I've struggled from moment to moment, whether or not I was happy in it, whether I wanted to do it, whether the money was enough, whether it wasn't like, and he's, I've never heard him complain about any of that. And he has nothing outside of his, his music to show for it. Mm. So that to me is why to me, blind faith is sometimes is fucking attractive. And I, I wish I could have it. I, 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 one I thing I will it. say, one thing I will say is I, I, other than the stuff that we can't prove and that we're not a hundred percent about boy, am I, uh, I'll tell you, I am completely caught up in every moment of this physical world that that either God, I'm sure that God blessed me with it, but if you don't believe in God, that we're here, that we're here to be blessed to experience, I am enjoying and soaking up every moment without worrying about what's happening next. I can enjoy talking about it and, and still enjoy the moment at the same time. I, 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 I'll say this too, because I had this conversation with a friend and and... She's heavy in uh, the church and, and God, too. And the conversation we would have about four or five years ago would be totally different because at that point, I was totally shut off from the possibility of anything of that case being real. I think at this point in life, the more conversation I've had, especially with people like her, like you, Aunt, uh, it's opened my mind up to n- like not knowing. And being okay with not knowing, and then also right. that day, hey, that part. I think we should. Uh, that's the most important thing point that we should gain from this because a lot of people think that not knowing is such a bad thing because everybody wants to be the right one and everybody wants to be like have the right knowledge and just saying I don't know there is really no knowledge there. But guess what? If you don't know, you know you don't know. Not only is that a beautiful thing, I mean it. It can be a beautiful thing, like the, the adventure of not knowing what's next not knowing what's around the corner and just having to live life to find out. Don't you think that that's dope? I think that's dope. Oh, well, me me getting to the point of being able to just say, yo, I don't know. Open I don't know. Right. The ability to, hey, maybe one day you will. Right. Maybe, maybe the more conversation you have, you'll, you'll you know, you'll have a, a epiphany at some point of. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I I've I've always appreciated the conversations and and you know just the growth that comes with having these conversations on both sides. Yeah, For I know sure. I'm not I know I'm not where um, I want to be with my faith yet, but I do know that where I was, I'm not there. I'm not where I used to be, mm-hmm. and that's and that's I look at it as a win every time. Right. I know there are so many people that can recite all these different scriptures that I don't, but I have my own favorite that I that apply to my life mm-hmm. and I um I know them 
you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and apply them to my life period. But, um, I always say like, if, you know, I look at how I was maybe five years ago, three years ago, mentally, and the things that, that were going on in my life today, I'm a different person. And mm. I think that that, I, I know for sure that that is because of God. It ain't because of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that. I feel like I don't have that power. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have, it's I, it's hard to explain, man. Like, like, like Ant was saying, not knowing what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, but having the faith to believe that, you know what I mean? Like, God is going to shape and mold you into the person that you are supposed to be for for your family, for you know what I mean, for your your children, that is. And let's all not the get it. Twisted. Let's not get it twisted. Like faith is not. So when you say blind faith, e right? Okay, so in a way, you're right. It is blind faith, right? It's 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 hoping that something happens that hasn't happened next, or having faith that something will happen, right? That hasn't happened yet. So, um. But, okay, so, okay, I forgot my point. I'm sorry, and I just remembered it again. The type of people that that are 100% certain that something is going to happen that hasn't, those type of people get on my nerves. I, I'm, let me just get that get that straight. I'm not one of those people. Hmm. I'm not one of those that could, like, I'll talk to certain people that, like, blindly believe in the Bible and just the, almost the Bible is their God, and I'll be like, do you know this is going to happen? No, and they'll be like, yes, I'm certain. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't f with you. Like, like, what are you talking about? I'm way more realistic than that. My, my hundred percent rests in my faith. I'm, a, I'm gonna be a hundred percent no matter what. If it happens or if it doesn't happen, I'm not gonna go back and forth in my own head about it. But I still don't know for sure if it's gonna happen. Does that make sense? Well, but I'm just not gonna be. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna. My faith is not gonna waver. My faith is gonna be at a hundred percent. That just don't mean it's, it's a hundred percent gonna happen. I'm waiting just like everybody else to see. Somebody come back to life for the first time. I'm waiting. Yeah. Then it's gonna be like, ah, I told you. Praise God. <laughs> God, no. make it happen. You said pray for it. I'm praying for it right now in Jesus' name. Resurrect somebody that's been dead for years. Prove them wrong. Facts. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I, I touch and agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Nah, seriously, because you know what I mean? Like, even if you read, if you ever read Revelations, like a lot of the stuff that that's in Revelations is happening right now, <laughs> right? And that's no lie. Don't you don't get me started, man. Seen... Don't get me started. Okay, man. I ain't gonna get you started, but you. I know that that right there. If you ever read Revelations, bro, and you just think about like like over the past probably five years, how the world has been changing, bro, like that. Revelations is scary, and the only thing that we haven't seen yet is that is the two headed. How many heads do you have? And two was it two? <laughs> Yo, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you feel me? Like that thing when I was reading on that, I was like, "Yo, Revelation is filled with so many symbolisms." But yeah, I'll be darned if 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 I, I hope that a lot of that stuff is literal. That would yeah. be awesome if I use ten ten headed horses and yeah, like, actually come crazy. on the earth, man. I'd be with that's it. Crazy. Let's go. Stuff coming out the sky and all of that, yeah. like that, that, bro. If hey, we ever man. see anything like that happen, that's I'm calling Eli. E, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if we if that ever happens, bro, yeah. 
That's I'm, like that's enough to skip. Like man, I'm out. To, like, Bye. Y'all niggas can have it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm waiting. I'm out. <laughs> oh my goodness, bro. That's enough to scare the you know what out of you. That's all I know. So I'm not, let me say this. Let me preface this. I'm not a religious person, but I am very spiritual. Um in in my uh my walk and I'm like I said, I'm I'm a work in progress. I'm gonna continue to work, you know what I mean? Work on me. Cause like I said, I know that I done had some some situations where I've seen things happen and then I I have been like mad at God. You know what I'm saying? Like mad, like losing my grandma, I was upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, my friend killing himself, like, yo, upset. You know what I mean? Like, man, bro, like, I think about that all the time, like, but I but I also, I'm, I'm trying to get to a level of peace. Um, a, a level of peace that is, like, I, I'm trying to find joy in life. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, the level of peace that I want um, I'm, I'm that I'm trying to strive for is 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 why every day I I smile in in the midst of of you know whatever's going on because I I realize like yo there's a bunch of good people out here you know what I mean it's bad people too but it's a bunch of good people out here that's just trying to make it you know what I'm saying every day just trying to have something to believe in and believe that God got their back yeah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I don't even try to take my brain and understand certain things that ain't really meant for me to understand. I'm just going to continue to, you know, believe, realize that I need foundation within my my household. I need foundation within my relationship. And he's going to be my foundation. And that's, you know what I'm saying? And as long as me and my my wife are on the same page with the foundation, I believe that, uh, you know, good things will happen. You know, for us. Dope. Dope, dope. That's that. That's crazy. We just listen. This episode was crazy. I know. <laughs> and we could and we could still went like because yeah. it's so much, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's so much to talk about, like, but yeah. Yeah, hey, man. Bring it on. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Any final I, thoughts, E? I I definitely didn't want to talk about nothing going on in in, in shit world of social media and all that. Anybody- Shout out to anybody. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace to your boys, funeral you're going to. Rest in peace to people that have just died. There's a couple people that died in the past week, right? Mm-hmm. Football player uh, Alex, yeah. Alex Collins. He passed away yesterday from a, a, a motorcycle accident. Right. Uh, Savant, who the significant, uh, uh, I won't say significant. That's crazy. I just diminished mad niggas' deaths. Uh, the, the more uh, noticeable one for me because of who he was to entertainment. Yeah. So who was it? Clarence Avon. He he's okay. really they 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 tagged him as the Black Godfather. Uh, the the Godfather. Um, ninety two years old. Yeah. yeah. Asked, you know, peacefully at his home. Um, Chico Del Vec is another one who just passed, a uh, junior mafia member from out here. I have people in my family that were cool with him. Um, Magoo from uh, 
Timberland and Magoo. Magoo. Right, that's I don't even know what happened, but gee, he was young. Right. There was no details, but yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, I, that, I think you know we are, everyone is searching for something, bro. Like when when uh, Gangster Boo passed away, like I like, you know what I'm saying? Um, this young girl who um, took a trip. She knows she knows my wife, uh, or she knew my wife. Um, she was 21 years old. Took a trip to Florida with some friends, smoked a hookah, and passed. Gangster, mm. Gangster Boo was a friend. Like, friend. Kicked it when I, her and um, Beyonce. I, I mean, I don't know. I just say her and her man Emmett. I knew her through my boy Ronnie, the producer, and his girl. That that was her. Like they were friends. My, my hunger. And yo, she was she was so ill because when she first came around and first started getting first off, she she raw, she raw, super cool. And when she first came around, you know everybody, yo, yo, do not call me Boo. My name is Lola. Like. It's not like nigga. That's 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 a like not so much persona, but that's who niggas know me in rap. Like if we cool, we super cool, super cool, super down to earth, super humble, and was still like re like 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 still had the energy for rapping. Like I remember one time I talked to her and I said, "Yo, why you don't go get an artist and just." Put somebody on or something like you got like you got the education like the glow glorilla like all of them are like kind of like patting after you megs and they all kind of got a little bit of you and they shit she's like nigga i'm nigga i still got energy to go like i wouldn't even want to short nobody because i already know i ain't gonna give them my full attention because i i still got it in me to go out here and kill and um yeah man she was just dope she was dope Mm-hmm. Person outside of being a dope artist, dope dope person. Facts. I, I grew up loving Three Six Mafia. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when I found out that like when she passed, I was like, I was heartbroken. Straight up. I had a cat that passed the same day as Pee Wee Herman. Yo, yo, you know what's so funny? <laughs> so <laughs> this is the funny. <laughs> Yo, do you know that I went? I think I can't remember what age, but I had I had the Pee Wee Herman doll, the little with the string. The string, yeah, me too, me too. And then um, I'm starting to figure out that a lot of people that I liked as a kid, they were some real niggas. Like yeah. they characters on TV and all that, what might have been corny or whatever. But like a real like Bob Saget was another person I was like, yo, bro, I like Bob Saget a lot. Love him. You ever and, seen Arista, Aristocrats? Yeah. <laughs> Tell the Aristocrat story. Look that up on YouTube, Lito. It's gonna have you weak. I'm like yo, Bob he, Bob Saget Aristocrats. I'm like yo, he's a real nigga. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I love him. I, yeah, I was sad when he died. He passed. Down to earth, people humble. Yeah. Hey, Shit, they just this. They just happened to do some fly popular shit, and Steve Urkel was another. I was I, Steve Urkel. Then you re- talking here, niggas. I'm like, oh, this nigga mad cool. Like, yeah, 
So, that's the Pee Wee, yo. Shout out to Pee Wee. Hell yeah. Shout out to Pee Wee. Y'all remember when Paul Rubens got caught in that uh, movie theater in New York beating on? Yeah, man. Who's a real nigga beating off, man? (laughs) Clown, that nigga was tripping. (laughs) How can you forget that? He was (laughs) tripping, boy. No shame in his game, though. He wasn't. No, for real, though. (laughs) He was like, yeah, man. (laughs) It happened. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, shout out to him, bro. <laughs> A bunch of real ones. For real. Hey. Real hey. Oh, shit, oh, nigga. <laughs> nigga. Oh, nigga, choke. <laughs> I was telling Lito, and we might be singing at uh, Kiki Palmer's 30th birthday on her, uh, this 30th. I'll let you know. It hasn't been 100% confirmed yet, but it's like 75% confirmed. You think her? You think her man gonna be there, or she's? St- I don't she st- know. I don't know. I know it's It'd gonna be, be a nice crowd. I don't know if I don't know how true it is, but they said that uh, Usher has a new song called "Boyfriend." And <laughs> I saw a clip. Supposed to be playing girl in it. <laughs> yeah, I love when people do that. I love it. I know. I'm about love. to go watch it right now. Or no, no, it's Super not out petty. yet. It's about to come out. Play you off of it. Petty. Why not? Go make some money off of it. Oh, that's how you feel? Well, listen, you're going to be in my video. Yeah. Fire. I think it's fire. Go ahead. Man. Go ahead. You. <laughs> he said, dude, sitting back mad. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. If dude was smart, if, if, if they were all smart, they would get, they would, he would ask to be in the video too. Like, yo, you know what? I play along with this shit. Like, <laughs> You do it in public is just play off of their stupidity. All right, cool. All right, y'all be just with you. Y'all made fun of me. Y'all made fun of my girl. Y'all made cool. Guess what? We all going now. We all going to benefit off of this shit together and then move on with our lives. Yeah. Facts. Well, we had a great pod. Um, yeah. Yo, this it got it got real, but that's what it happens. You know what I'm saying? Every time we on, like. We talk yep. about something that everybody else don't want to talk about. We won't, you know, uh, they won't tackle. But that's a, that's the great thing about us and our chemistry is we don't care. we don't care. Yeah. It's always all love with us anyway. Let it so, flow, yeah. For sure. Um, Earth. yeah. Until next time, this is the Triangle Offense Podcast. I'm Anthony. Well, see y'all. Glasses in the air Toast to a high power Cause what you tuning in to right now Is Lito's Happy Hour Thanks for watching Happy Hour with Lito Podcast Check out Happy Hour with Lito Podcast on Facebook Happy Hour with Lito Pod on Instagram Lito's Happy Hour on Twitter And also make sure to check us out on Happy Hour with Lito Podcast on YouTube Happy Hour with Lito is a co-Sinister One production. Like it. The other state is talking and we bout the action. Huh. Glasses in the air. Toast to a higher power. 
This is Lito's happy hour.